Welcome, everyone, to the Carry On Podcast, podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. We're so glad that you are joining us today. My name is Pastor Jay Carlson, and I am here with... Pastor Megan Torgerson. And Pastor Jen Hackbarth. And we are going to be talking about Deuteronomy. Like everybody's always wanted to. Exactly. I've been waiting for this day that we can get into this book of Deuteronomy. We're continuing a new sermon series. This is the second week uh, sermon series, All Things New. Is that right? That Pastor is correct. Megan? Yeah. Good. Anything you want to say about the sermon series? Oh, boy. A little, uh, r- uh, review of what we've talked about Do last I week? ever. Yeah. So I, I think there's a couple things to note. And one is that, you know, in this new su- sermon series, um, there's, this is a little more of a topical series as opposed to sort of a sequential series, right? In our previous sermon series, we were marching our way through the first couple books of the Bible. Um, really cool learning about these earliest uh, people of faith, but this series is much more about a topic. We're talking a lot more about about giving, about the way that we uh, commit to that act of faith that is giving of our, our time, of our energy, and especially of our money, uh, culminating with on November 13th, we will invite people to share their statement of intent. That's your opportunity to say to Easter Lutheran Church, here's what, what we as a household, I as an individual, commit to financially share with the congregation and its mission in the year to come. So um, the the theme of that whole uh, generosity appeal is all things new, thinking about all the new things that, that we're up to here at Easter and in our community. And that's the focus of this series too. So the, the texts that we're looking at through this series have a lot to do with uh, what are some of the things that, that scripture says about giving? Why do we give the way do we do? Uh, what are some stories of ways that, that people in our story of faith have considered what it means to give, how do you give? Uh, and and I might have you know belly laughed about it, but Deuteronomy is actually one of those places <laughs> where we can say, how have God's people looked at the act of giving? How has that renewed them? How has their life and their faith and their worship and their community been made new through 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 a committed act of giving? What does that what does that look like? And oh boy, here we are in Deuteronomy accordingly. Yeah, I'm thinking as we're sitting around this table talking into these microphones that uh, the uh, NPR just finished a fund appeal. Their sure. you know their annual week of of ask a fund drive uh, asking people to give and and I, I I appreciate Minnesota Public Radio, but as we're talking about giving, it is different here, and I I always enjoy talking at church about giving and generosity, and we're not talking about just uh, keeping the lights on here at Easter. Of course, we need to uh, pay the bills, of course. But uh, but it's really deeper. We're talking about spiritual issues here of, of giving, of values, of, of how we also remember our relationship with God and with other people. It all mm-hmm. relates to this topic of giving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think as we as we hear in this lesson today, it is, a, it is about this faith practice of committed giving how you do it but but why you do it and as i mean as i hope i'm this is not a spoiler alert i as we hear in the text there is this sense of why you know what is it what what to what point and it isn't focused just on you know making sure we pay the mortgage in particular because at this point in deuteronomy there is no mortgage to pay um but there is still a why. What is it? What does it mean for us, for our faith, for for we who are people who believe in God, to to give what we have, 
to the mission of God among us. Um, it's, it's, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we who are faithful people, giving is a deeply spiritual act, mm. and it really comes out of our our faith and our wanting to live out our faith in ways that are very tangible, but also giving is part of being uh, part of a community. And so here we go into the book of Deuteronomy. All right. Yes. Let's do it. Tell I, us more. The book we've all been waiting for. <laughs> so I will give you a very brief overview of Deuteronomy, just in case it's not your favorite book of the Bible and you haven't spent a lot of time with it. Uh, Deuteronomy is the last book of the Pentateuch. So it's of the five first books of the Bible. This is the last book where Moses is an active player. And he is preparing the Israelites to go into the promised land, but he will not be with them because he, at the end of Deuteronomy, dies. So they are preparing. Now that's a spoiler alert. Yes. Oh, he dies at the end. So he wants to give them every last good word he can. Mm. And Deuteronomy fills up with all of these speeches and sermons of Moses. And part of that is directing them Uh, how they will be a worshiping community and what that means. And very, very good detail is included in all of this. So as we move into chapter 14, we get to hear detail about worship. Right, yeah. I I think a lot of Deuteronomy is about... um, how do God's people demonstrate that they are God's people? And like you said, Pastor John, a big part of that is how you worship. Yes. Right? Where yes. do you worship? How do you approach that? Uh, what do you do in that context? Um, and so I, I could talk about it or I could just read it. This is Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 22 through 29. Mm-hmm. Set apart a tithe of all the yield of your seed that is brought in yearly from the field. In the presence of the Lord your God, in the place that he will choose as a dwelling for his name, you shall eat the tithe of your grain, your wine, and your oil, as well as the firstlings of your herd and flock, so that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. But if, when the Lord your God has blessed you, the distance is so great that you are unable to transport it, because the place where the Lord your God will choose to set his name is too far away from you, then you may turn it into money. With the money secure in hand, go to the place that the Lord your God will choose. Spend the money for whatever you wish, oxen, sheep, wine, strong drink, or whatever you desire, and you shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your household rejoicing together. As for the Levites resident in your towns, do not neglect them, because they have no allotment or inheritance with you. Every third year you shall bring out the full tithe of your produce for that year and store it within your towns. The Levites, because they have no allotment or inheritance with you, as well as the resident aliens, the orphans, and the widows in your towns, may come and eat their fill so that the Lord your God may bless you all in the work that you undertake. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Woohoo! So this is different because they used to make sacrifice, uh, sacrificial offerings to God in various places. And here they are being directed to make a central offering in a central spot, which may have been the temple. Uh, we don't know. But it's it turns it, I think, into a very communal act where they're all going to the mm-hmm. same spot. They're sharing a meal together. It it's There's a lot of interaction in this act of giving. Yeah. And I think there's a, a real sense of celebration then for that that reason too. Everybody is together. 
if you think about taking your harvest, these families would take a harvest and then use 10% of it, that would be a lot. That would be more than any one family could really consume, at, at least in any very short period of time. So it had to be shared. Like if you were going mm-hmm. to um, yeah, spend all this money on oxen, sheep, wine, strong drink, um, and then have all of that abundance, it, had, it would have to be shared. You couldn't just keep it to yourself that way. Right. And I even love that in the sharing, right, if you're so far away from the one communal spot that you can't haul your oxen to the spot, like you should sell it and you should use that money to celebrate on your own. I love that it's not just make sure you turn it in, make sure you've done your part, but it's it's make sure you are part of this celebration of God's abundance, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, whoever you are make sure you have this party and make sure other people get in on the party too, right? Because as you uh, you turn it into money, you buy the stuff you need. And then verse 27, as for the Levi- Levites resident in your town, do not neglect them. So the people who are in charge of worship, wherever it is that you are, even if you're not in the central worship place, make sure you get them in on the party too. Like even if you can't be part of the full community, get some community together to celebrate all the good that God has done among you. Yeah, I think sometimes we assume or maybe we've been raised to believe that giving needs to be a somber thing Mm. or that it needs to be very private and, like, quiet. You you give – nobody else knows what you give except for you, and and you do it in a way that's, you know – quiet rather than this is a boisterous celebration where everybody brings what they have and everybody shares what they have and to me that sounds like a a really fun way to give as opposed to I mean you could certainly give quietly if that's your your preference but I think this sounds really fun yeah yeah I maybe did we talk about on the podcast but I know this congregation has a connection with Tanzania and uh Bringing the offering in worship in Tanzania is a celebratory Oh my gosh, yes. And it's not just about money, but whatever people have, baskets, food uh, to share. uh, That Yeah, that's definitely a part of worship and part of celebration in community. When when I, I mean, I've got kids, right? And I I want them to learn about um, the joy of giving, right? I want them to know that what they have isn't theirs to hoard. What they have is... Is, is given to them by God and meant to be shared. So, okay, yes, I can teach them to give, you know, quietly, to like cup their hand around the dollar bill as they slide it into the offering plate. That's fine. That's valid. Kind of what I hope they learn, though, is that this is fun. This is to be celebrated. Like, you get to be part of this communal act of everybody bringing together all that God has given them. And then we get to have fun with it, right? We get to share it with our neighbors. We get to use it for for cool events and programs and opportunities. We get to do it to make sure that this congregation remains a place of worship and music and fellowship and all this great stuff. I mean, I want to I want to celebrate that. I want my kids to learn mm-hmm. that that is worth celebrating. I want to be a part of that party. I wonder if people think that giving doesn't count if you personally are blessed by it. You know what I mean? Like that it's it's supposed to be something that you give away and you're not supposed to feel good about it. You're not supposed to reap the benefits of give it. Give till it hurts, right? Yes, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Giving, it's only right? really yeah. giving if like it hurts me and benefits someone yes. else. Kinda, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. rather than this idea where God is telling them, hey, 
give, but also enjoy it. Like yeah. enjoy the gifts that you give and, and that it's supposed to make you feel great and, and connect you with others. And um, I think maybe sometimes we forget that, that yeah. we, we can God tells us we have permission. Right. We're commanded right. <laughs> to enjoy the act of giving. Yeah. yeah. When I read this story or this, these instructions in Deuteronomy about this tithing party, mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. want to ask. Tithing party. What is Pause button. <laughs> I'm yes. going to call offering a tithing party. <laughs> yes. Now on. So what is, yes. That is this, this party? And I want to, th- I want to ask, well, what is the point of this? What purpose mm. does this serve? And that's probably, to begin with, not the right question. Yeah. Because, yeah, you don't ask oh, at a birthday party, what is the purpose of this birthday <laughs> party? <laughs> what benefit will this offer? Or, you know, we're, we're here because, I mean, joy is enough of a purpose, I, I think. Um, and yet there are some things, some other themes that come from this, right. this passage, too. Uh, two that come to mind for me. One... Uh, it says, so that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. And I think we could probably understand that as learning to trust the Lord yes. always. And and by giving uh, the first fruits right away, we can say, well, we have enough. We have enough in abundance that we can share or even waste this this portion, this 10%. Uh, and God is, is providing enough for us in community here so we can trust. Uh, I came across a... A quote from uh, a theologian, biblical scholar, Dennis Olson, who said uh, something like tithing is a holy interruption in mm. time, work, and ambition. So tithing kind of interrupts our usual patterns of life and reminds us about God, turns our attention to God, uh, reminds us that we can trust in God. So then I think that's one one purpose, I guess, right. to this tithing mm-hmm. party. Right. Yeah. I like that, you know, that it's an interruption, right? Because it's it definitely interrupts my finances and my planning because I sit down and go, oh, gosh, that's right. Like, you've got to accommodate for this. But it gives me joy. Like, I am grateful for that interruption because I get to say from right from the top, okay, how do I want to start my monthly expenses, right? Well, Mm -hmm. I want to start it with the gift that I give to support the congregation that I love and believe in. And I want to be a part of God's mission you know, here at Easter and in the wider world, I love that interruption. It's for sure an interruption because I'm used to thinking, well, my money is mine mm-hmm. and I have lots of stuff that I need to do with it. Um, and this interrupts that. It refocuses mm-hmm. that for me. You'd also talked about some of the purposes of a, of a tithe, of a gift. And I think some of those purposes, as stated in this passage, would be familiar for Easter people because it names, for instance, the Levites. These would be basically the, the folks who who lead worship on behalf of the community, in effect. So there is this statement that, yeah, your tithe supports the continuing worshiping work, um, which is good and worth continuing. <laughs> and it also says that that this tithe and the, and the tithe party that comes from it is meant to support the resident aliens, the orphans, and the widows. And that is to say those who have no one else looking out for them, the people who are most dependent on, on the gifts that are being shared by by the the gathered community, right? And so like here at Easter, we, we recognize that in the way that we give away 10% of, of what folks give to us. So the ministries that we support and the organizations doing so much good for people in, in our community and in the, even around the world, um, our giving supports that, just like this passage here in Deuteronomy yeah. encourages us to consider. Yeah. I like that. The, when we are reminded of our relationship with God, when our attention is turned to God, then 
our attention is also turned to those who are economically vulnerable yeah. in mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. So in that case, the widows, orphans, for us, it may be refugees, it may be, well, a lot of, a lot of people who come to Easter right. on any given day of the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so there is, I mean, I love this kind of balance of it's not, it doesn't have to be for anything. You know, we, we can give just to celebrate God's goodness and our and to re remind ourselves of our dependence on God's goodness. And also something really meaningful comes of it. The community comes together. Mm -hmm. Others in the community are supported. The work of the church community is is sustained. Um, there's, there's purpose and just plain joy. Yeah, that giving can also be an act of justice mm. and that we are... Uh, bringing God's kingdom into the world through our giving, mm -hmm. that it's it's a very active way that we can do justice work. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful, too, that there are those. I love that there are these two sides included in this worship command is is giving and celebrating, but also giving out of an act of justice and wanting wanting others to thrive. That mentioning of, of justice and kind of that renewal of the community, I suppose we would be remiss if we didn't make some mention that this uh, Sunday will indeed be Reformation Sunday, the Sunday on which many Protestant traditions, yeah, 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 <laughs> get ready to sing Mighty Fortress, friends, um, the, the, the Sunday on which many Protestant traditions recognize uh, the, uh, the Great Reformation, the time that Martin Luther and the Reformers are credited with uh, really taking on a great deal of Reformation within church tradition and life. Uh, real tumultuous time in history that was 500 years ago. Uh, history and tumult, something we know nothing yeah, about I'm glad today. glad we got through that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Check. Done. But I think that's the thing that I like revisiting when we come to something like Reformation Sunday is that reminder that the Reformation didn't happen once at this point in time. This is the recognition that, that Reformation continues. We recognize that we, as a church, as God's people, have been always reforming, which was indeed the, the kind of the slogan of, of the reformers 500 years ago, always reforming. This, this reminder is that the time of year I get to say Ecclesia Reformata et Semper Reformanda. Okay, what? <laughs> the church reformed and always reforming. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> which, which is to say things uh, Always change and always stay the same, right? Mm -hmm. the, that we continue to look to our God who is who is always God and recognizing that the way God works among us and the way the community lives that out is going to reform, is going to shift, is going to change, and that we are called to continue to tend to that. So we don't pay attention just like to church as it is because that is its own purpose. We pay attention to church as it is because we say, how is God being revealed among us? here and now what might need to shift or change or grow accordingly so be wary friends when you celebrate the reformation oh you're celebrating god's ongoing change among us as a community how does that relate to giving well i'm glad you asked it's because uh when when we're a church who commits to always reforming which pastor jay said in latin much so more reformanda. sure something just like that um <laughs> that we support that ongoing reforming work right mm -hmm. so when we when we give financially we give to a church not just because i like it this way and it's never going to change we give to the work of a church because we say and i trust that god will continue to do whatever needs to be done with this in my church in my community in my life um 
it's kind of thrilling, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that that joyful work of saying, I support whatever it is that God is up to here. It's also a great weekend for that reason for celebrating confirmation. Oh, it's yes. The Spirit yes. is reforming the church through these young people. Amen. At work in their lives, but also at work in our lives um, through them. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, it's please. Big weekend. Absolutely. Keep mm-hmm. those young people and their families in your prayers because it is, oh, it's some exciting stuff. Definitely. Oh, yes. it's beautiful. And that we're celebrating that this is not the end. They're not, they're not coming out of confirmation fully formed in their faith. That we are, they are continuing to practice their faith just as we continue to practice our faith and continue to practice living out our faith through generosity. Right. I I think that's a beautiful invitation, right? Just as we wouldn't expect uh, a newly uh, confirmed and affirmed student to have reached perfection in their faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, So too for us. There's always room to learn. There's always Mm -hmm. room to grow. There's always room to be challenged, uh, Mm -hmm. to question. Um, I think that's also the gift of the Reformation. There's Mm -hmm. always space for that. We do not arrive. We continue to form. And the gift of generosity that giving will continue to change us and form us in ways that we can't even predict and and, but trust that we will giving will allow us to grow and support our our faith. Ah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, both of you. As, as always, yeah. I have learned lots and been inspired. And I hope all of you, our listeners, have uh, have appreciated this episode of the Carry On Podcast, too. Uh, we're so glad that you, every week, are able to join us on this Carry On Podcast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great week, everybody. Ooh.